Hi, this is the K. Ray Reads to You podcast, and I am K. Ray. Today we have chapter 23 and 24 of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roald Dahl. Chapter 23. Square Candies That Look Round. Everybody stopped and crowded to the door. The top half of the door was made of glass. Grandpa Joe lifted Charlie up so that he could get a better view, and looking in, Charlie saw a long table, and on the table there were rows and rows of small, white, square-shaped candies. Except that each—oops—the candies looked very much like square sugar lumps, except that each of them had a funny little pink face painted on one side. At the end of the table, a number of Oompa Loompas were busily painting more faces on more candies. "'There you are!' cried Mr. Wonka. "'Square candies that look round!' "'They don't look round to me,' said Mike TV. "'They look square,' said Veruca Salt. "'They look completely square.' "'But they are square,' said Mr. Wonka. "'I never said they weren't.' "'You said they were round,' said Veruca Salt. "'I never said anything of the sort,' said Mr. Wonka. "'I said they looked round.' "'But they don't look round,' said Veruca Salt. "'They look square.' "'They look round,' insisted Mr. Wonka. "'They most certainly do not look round,' cried Veruca Salt. "'Veruca, darling,' said Mrs. Salt, "'pay no attention to Mr. Wonka. He's lying to you.' "'My dear old fish,' said Mr. Wonka, "'go and boil your head.' "'How dare you speak to me like that?' shouted Mrs. Salt. "'Oh, do shut up,' said Mr. Wonka. "'Now watch this.' He took a key from his pocket, and unlocked the door, and flung it open, and suddenly, at the sound of the door opening, all the rows and rows of little square candies looked quickly round, to see who was coming in. The tiny faces actually turned toward the door, and stared at Mr. Wonka. "'There you are,' he cried triumphantly. "'They're looking round. There's no argument about it. They are square candies that look round.' "'By golly, he's right,' said Grandpa Joe." "'Come on,' said Mr. Wonka, starting off down the corridor again. "'On we go. We mustn't dawdle.' "'Butterscotch and butter gin,' it said on the next door they passed. "'Now that sounds a bit more interesting,' said Mr. Salt, Veruca's father. "'Glorious stuff,' said Mr. Wonka. "'The Oompa Loompas all adore it. It makes them tiddly. Listen, you can hear them in there now, whooping it up.' Shrieks of laughter and snatches of singing could be heard coming through the closed door." "'They're drunk as lords,' said Mr. Wonka. "'They're drinking butterscotch and soda. "'They like that best of all. "'Butter gin and tonic is also very popular. "'Follow me, please. "'We really mustn't keep stopping like this.' "'He turned left. "'He turned right. "'They came to a long flight of stairs. "'Mr. Wonka slid down the banisters. "'The three children did the same. "'Mrs. Salt and Mrs. T.V., "'the only women now left in the party, "'were getting very out of breath.' Mrs. Salt was a great fat creature with short legs, and she was blowing like a rhinoceros. "'This way!' cried Mr. Wonka, turning left at the bottom of the stairs. "'Go slower!' panted Mrs. Salt. "'Impossible!' said Mr. Wonka. "'We should never get there in time if I did.' "'Get where?' asked Veruca Salt. "'Never you mind,' said Mr. Wonka. "'You just wait and see.'" Chapter 24 Veruca in the Nut Room Mr. Wonka rushed on down the corridor. The Nut Room, it said on the next door they came to. All right, said Mr. Wonka, stop here for a moment and catch your breath, and take a peek through the glass panel of this door. But don't go in. Whatever you do, don't go into the Nut Room. If you go in, you'll disturb the squirrels. Everyone crowded around the door. 
"'Oh, look, Grandpa, look!' cried Charlie. "'Squirrels!' shouted Veruca Salt. "'Jeepers!' said Mike TV. It was an amazing sight. One hundred squirrels were seated upon high stools around a large table. On the table there were mounds and mounds of walnuts, and the squirrels were all working away like mad, shelling the walnuts at a tremendous speed. "'These squirrels are specially trained for getting the nuts out of walnuts,' Mr. Wonka explained. "'Why use squirrels?' Mike TV asked. "'Why not use Oompa Loompas?' "'Because,' said Mr. Wonka, "'Oompa Loompas can't get walnuts out of walnut shells in one piece. "'They always break them in two. "'Nobody except squirrels can get walnuts whole out of walnut shells every time. "'It is extremely difficult. "'But in my factory I insist upon using only whole walnuts. "'Therefore I have to have squirrels to do the job. "'Aren't they wonderful, the way they get those nuts out? "'And see how they first tap each walnut with their knuckles "'to be sure it's not a bad one?' If it's bad, it makes a hollow sound, and they don't bother to open it. They just throw it down the garbage chute. There, look, watch that squirrel nearest to us. I think he's got a bad one now. They watched the little squirrel as he tapped the walnut shell with his knuckles. He cocked his head to one side, listening intently. Then suddenly he threw the nut over his shoulder into a large hole in the floor. "'Hey, Mummy!' shouted Veruca Salt suddenly. "'I've decided I want a squirrel. Get me one of those squirrels.' "'Don't be silly, sweetheart,' said Mrs. Salt. "'These all belong to Mr. Wonka.' "'I don't care about that,' shouted Veruca. "'I want one. "'All I've got at home is two dogs and four cats "'and six bunny rabbits and two parakeets and three canaries "'and a green parrot and a turtle and a bowl of goldfish "'and a cage of white mice and a silly old hamster. "'I want a squirrel.' "'All right, my pet,' Mrs. Salt said soothingly. "'Mummy'll get you a squirrel just as soon as she possibly can.' "'But I don't want any old squirrel,' Veruca shouted. "'I want a trained squirrel.' At this point Mr. Salt, Veruca's father, stepped forward. "'Very well, Wonka,' he said importantly, taking out a wallet full of money. "'How much do you want for one of these crazy squirrels? Name your price.' "'They're not for sale,' Mr. Wonka answered. "'She can't have one.' "'Who says I can't?' shouted Veruca. "'I'm going in to grab me a squirrel this very minute.' "'Don't!' said Mr. Wonka quickly, but he was too late. The girl had already thrown open the door and rushed in. The moment she entered the room, one hundred squirrels stopped what they were doing and turned their heads and stared at her with small, black, beady eyes. Veruca Salt stopped also and stared back at them. Then her gaze fell upon a pretty little squirrel sitting nearest to her at the end of the table. The squirrel was holding a walnut in its paws. "'All right,' Veruca said. "'I'll have you.' She reached out her hands to grab the squirrel, but as she did so, in that first split second, when her hands started to go forward, there was a sudden flash of movement in the room, like a flash of brown lightning, and every single squirrel around the table took a flying leap towards her and landed on her body. Twenty-five of them caught hold of her right arm and pinned it down. Twenty-five more caught hold of her left arm and pinned that down. Twenty-five caught hold of her right leg and anchored it to the ground. Twenty-four caught hold of her left leg. And the one remaining squirrel, obviously the leader of them all, climbed up onto her shoulder and started tap-tap-tapping the wretched girl's head with its knuckles. "'Save her!' screamed Mrs. Salt. "'Veruca, come back! What are they doing to her?' "'They're testing her to see if she's a bad nut,' said Mr. Wonka. "'You watch.' 
Veruca struggled furiously, but the squirrels held her tight, and she couldn't move. The squirrel on her shoulder went tap-tap-tapping the side of her head with his knuckles. Then all at once the squirrels pulled Veruca to the ground and started carrying her across the floor. "'My goodness, she is a bad nut after all,' said Mr. Wonka. "'Her head must have sounded quite hollow.' Veruca kicked and screamed, but it was no use. The tiny strong paws held her tightly, and she couldn't escape. "'Where are they taking her?' shrieked Mrs. Salt. "'She's going where all the other bad nuts go,' said Mr. Willy Wonka. "'Down the garbage chute.' "'By golly, she is going down the chute,' said Mr. Salt, staring through the glass door at his daughter. "'Then save her!' cried Mrs. Salt. "'Too late,' said Mr. Wonka. "'She's gone.' And indeed she had. "'But where?' shrieked Mrs. Salt, flapping her arms. "'What happens to the bad nuts? Where does the chute go to?' "'That particular chute,' Mr. Wonka told her, "'runs directly into the great big main garbage pipe, "'which carries away all the rubbish from every part of the factory, "'all the floor sweepings and potato peelings "'and rotten cabbages and fish heads and stuff like that. "'Who eats fish and cabbage and potatoes in this factory, I'd like to know,' said Mike TV. "'I do, of course,' answered Mr. Wonka. "'You don't think I live on cacao beans, do you?' "'But, but, but!' shrieked Mrs. Salt. "'Where does the great big pipe go to in the end?' "'Why, to the furnace, of course,' Mr. Wonka said calmly. "'To the incinerator.' Mrs. Salt opened her huge red mouth and started to scream. "'Don't worry,' said Mr. Wonka. "'There's always a chance that they've decided not to light it today.' "'A chance!' yelled Mrs. Salt. "'My darling Veruca! She'll, she'll, she'll be sizzled like a sausage!' "'Quite right, my dear,' said Mr. Salt. "'Now see here, Wonka,' he added. "'I think you've gone just a shade too far this time. "'I do indeed. "'My daughter may be a bit of a frump. "'I don't mind admitting it. "'But that doesn't mean you can roast her to a crisp. "'I'll have you know I'm extremely cross about this. "'I really am.' "'Oh, don't be cross, my dear sir,' said Mr. Wonka. "'I expect she'll turn up again sooner or later. "'She may not even have gone down at all.' "'She may be stuck in the chute just below the entrance hole, "'and if that's the case, all you'll have to do is go in and pull her up again.' "'Hearing this, both Mr. and Mrs. Salt dashed into the nut-room "'and ran over to the hole in the floor and peered in. "'Veruca!' shouted Mrs. Salt. "'Are you down there?' "'There was no answer. "'Mrs. Salt bent further forward to get a closer look. "'She was now kneeling right on the edge of the hole with her head down "'and her enormous behind sticking up in the air like a giant mushroom. "'It was a dangerous position to be in. "'She needed only one tiny little push, "'one gentle nudge in the right place, "'and that is exactly what the squirrels gave her. "'Over she toppled into the hole head first, "'screeching like a parrot.' "'Good gracious me!' said Mr. Salt, as he watched his fat wife go tumbling down the hall. "'What a lot of garbage there's going to be today!' He saw her disappearing into the darkness. "'What's it like down there, Angina?' he called out. He leaned further forward. The squirrels rushed up behind him. "'Help!' he shouted. But he was already toppling forward, and down the chute he went, just as his wife had done before him, and his daughter.' "'Oh, dear!' cried Charlie, who was watching with the others through the door. "'What on earth's going to happen to them now?' "'I expect someone will catch them at the bottom of the chute,' said Mr. Wonka. 
"'But what about the great fiery incinerator?' asked Charlie. "'They only light it every other day,' said Mr. Wonka. "'Perhaps this is one of the days when they let it go out. "'You never know. They might be lucky.' "'Shh!' said Grandpa Joe. "'Listen, here comes another song.' From far away down the corridor came the beating of drums. Then the singing began. Veruca Salt, sang the Oompa Loompas. Veruca Salt, the little brute, has just gone down the garbage chute. And as we very rightly thought that in a case like this we ought to see the thing completely through, we've polished off her parents, too. Down goes Veruca, down the drain. And here, perhaps, we should explain that she will meet as she descends a rather different set of friends to those that she has left behind. These won't be nearly so refined. A fish-head, for example, cut this morning from a halibut. Hello, good morning, how do you do? How nice to meet you, how are you? And then, a little further down, a mass of others gather round. A bacon rind, some rancid lard, a loaf of bread gone stale and hard. A steak that nobody could chew, an oyster from an oyster stew. Some liverwurst so old and grey one smelled it from a mile away. A rotten nut, a reeky pear, a thing the cat left on the stair. And lots of other things as well, each with a rather horrid smell. These are Veruca's new-found friends, that she will meet as she descends. And this is the price she has to pay for going so very far astray. But now, my dears, we think you might be wondering, is it really right that every single bit of blame and all the scolding and the shame should fall upon Veruca Salt? Is she the only one at fault? For though she is spoiled, and dreadfully so, a girl can't spoil herself, you know. Who spoiled her, then? Ah, who, indeed? Who pandered to her every need? Who turned her into such a brat? Who are the culprits? Who did that? Alas, you needn't look so far to find out who these sinners are. They are, and this is very sad, her loving parents, Mum and Dad. And that is why we're glad they fell into the garbage chute as well. And that's the end of chapter 24. See you next time.